Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. As we continue our series of podcasts called The Deep End, we want to reflect on this past Sunday sermon. We've been looking at the book of Ephesians. We're still in chapter one, plugging our way through, and I brought along with me today Pastor Mel. Pastor Mel spoke to us this past Sunday from Ephesians chapter one, verses 11 to 14. And those are the verses we want to reflect on today. And we want to talk about this title, this topic, is God's will and our purpose. We want to look at the relationship between God's will and our purpose and our treasures, because there is a relationship. Paul is constantly bringing out that relationship. It's sort of, we want to sort of reflect on that. And as we talk about the deep end, go a little deeper into this relationship in an effort for us to understand it better, to appreciate it better, and to love God's will more. So we're going to do this kind of interview style. I'm just going to ask these questions to Pastor Mel. He's with us today. And and then, you know, we'll chat a little bit about about the question and hopefully come to a good place. So I'm going to get right off the bat here with question number one. Pastor Mel, Paul keeps mentioning God's name in the first chapter of Ephesians. He mentions things like in him, by him, according to God's will. It seems to me that he wants it clear in our minds that God is the designer. He's the creator, the author of all good things. And he's the chief end of our purpose here as as mankind. He doesn't want that foggy in our minds. He wants that crystal clear that God is the end-all be-all. We are not the end-all be-all. And we need, to, we need that clear in our minds. But the question here is, how does living for God's will and glory line up with our purpose? How does living for God's will and God's glory line up with our eternal treasures and our happiness? Can you talk a little bit about that relationship? Uh, sure. Hello, everybody. I uh, hope you're having a good week, and I'm glad that I could join Pastor Todd today on the podcast. I, I think, yeah, the focus that, that both Pastor Todd and I talked about in our messages so far from Ephesians chapter 1 is is, is wrapped up in that phrase, in in him. And I, I think certainly the Apostle Paul in Ephesians wants us to understand that that everything is about him, as as Pastor Todd said, the, he is the end all and the, and 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 in all and and the be all of everything. And I think that is important. My message on Sunday was to emphasize his mission, his purpose, uh, like like you just said, Pastor Todd, for us. And and that is obviously we could all wrap it up in that uh, he left us here to glorify him. That's the very nature, the very character of God. But that our, our mission, really, our purpose is to know him, to live for him, as I said Sunday, and then to glorify him or to praise him in, in every aspect of our lives. So that, that does present, I think, a focus for us and a focus for our lives, and that is that we become, as believers, as Christ followers, incredibly passionate in our day-to-day lives and how that impacts our world, our sphere of influence, our circumstances, and all of that. Mm by by doing and being what God would have us to do and be. And so I think that that is the focus, is the, is the will of God. And this passage certainly points points that out to us, which which there is a, uh, yeah, an incredible blessing in that. And that is that if God left us here to do his will and to glorify him, then that becomes, uh, yeah, that becomes a desire, that becomes a passion, but also that, that becomes a great fulfillment in that uh, as we do that, there's a sense of eternity, there's a sense of blessing, there's a sense of I'm following uh, biblical guidelines in my life and, and so on. And that, and that does get our eyes off of ourselves and, uh, 
get our eyes off of our circumstances and realize that God is bigger than all of this. God has a bigger plan than all of this. Yeah. And that and that I I want to be a part of something like that. I want to be a part of what God's doing in the world today. And and so anyway, that helps me with that and helps me with that focus in in my life. Uh, you know, every week as I as I go through life. And you're drawing out that people need a purpose. We need a purpose, and not just any purpose. We need something big to live for. Everyone needs a purpose. Everyone wants that purpose. Yeah, I, humans are prone. This was my opening illustration. He'll, humans are prone to waste time, and I admit that I do that every day, some and all of that. I even though I I, I try to live a life of purpose and of mission and all of that. But there is a, a an incredible fulfillment to be a part of a mission that that matters that this is not circumstantial this is just this is not just as humans would say for the fun of it or for the heck of it this is this is something really 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 important and that's what god is doing and and that's a pretty cool thing to be a part of that and that that does bring focus to our everyday lives to be to realize i'm here for god and I'm a part of what he is doing. And, uh, and, and oh, my goodness, I, that's exciting to me. I, I, get, I get passionate about that. So finding your purpose in God brings out your joy, your happiness, your security, knowing that yeah. you're doing something important. Yeah, that, as you know, because you're my son, that, that's, that is basically my, my life story. I spent a lot of years of my life living for me, for man's praise for man's glory for achievements and those things don't matter a lot Mm. you know the bible says the glory of man is as the flower of grass dandelions that are yellow and pretty and pretty soon they turn white and they blow Mm -hmm. away and they're nothing Mm they're the glory of man is as the flower of grass they die and that's that if we live for ourselves then that's it then you're done you know, you're in the grave, you're done, life didn't matter a whole lot. But if we live for God and if God's will, that's why First John says one of those will of God lives forever, mm. is that it matters, and it matters forever. That's a great point. We're on the anniversary today of 9 <laughs> 9-11. 9-11, it, I mean, one of the one of the cool things, there aren't, there aren't many about 9-11 that are cool, but one of the cool things is, is the heroes of 9-11, the people that got up as firefighters and police officers and nurses and doctors and everybody who had a purpose, at least in earthly terms, um, th- those were important people that day because they they matter. They they people depend upon them. People look to them in crisis situations, and people want that kind of purpose. It's interesting, and yet somehow we stop short of the greatest purpose. The purpose we have is to be whatever God has designed us to be, and that is the best thing for us. That is the thing that gives us the most security and happiness and joy and peace. That to know that we're designed, we're doing what we're designed to do, and that God is finding glory from our lives, and that one day we'll stand in confidence before Him. Yeah, that's, that's an amazing purpose. Yeah, I, I kept saying on Sunday that our, our mission is, is to know him, to live for him, and, to, right. and to glorify him. And as as we do those things, I mean, that impacts ev- everything in my life, whether I'm, you know, working in the factory or whether I'm at, at a desk or whether yeah. I'm taking kids to school or whatever, is that that brings focus to everything that I do. So there is no mundane, if we, if we are seeing this correctly, every part of our life. Can we live for the glory of God? Yeah, yeah. Think about that. That mundane question. I, I love that question, and that is, you know, we look at life as mundane, as like this, this is same, same old. You know, like, like think about how David, in the Old Testament, you know, like watching his father's, watching his father's sheep, you know, and oh, like sheep, what do they do? I mean, life becomes 
in our minds, life becomes boring, mundane, same old, you know, go, go through the routine. That is never mm. God because God even used David watching the sheep yeah. to prepare him for what was coming. He had no idea at that moment that, that, that Goliath of Gath even existed but he was faithful in the mundane yeah in the in the everyday things and that helped him then prepare for what what lied ahead and then also uh for eternity even yeah his so practice of up, godliness and those kinds of you things. brought up what paul said in first corinthians ten thirty one: whether we eat or drink or whatever we do do all to the glory of god if we knew that every moment of our lives had the had the propensity the possibility to glorify god we would stop seeing it as mundane we would start seeing as everything is a grand cool purpose in this life and yeah our our church and and obviously you know because you're my kid i mean i i love the alls of scripture alls every everything always do all to the glory of yeah. god and paul's illustration talk about mundane whether yeah. you eat or drink eat or drink well wait a minute wait a minute whatever you do 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 all to the glory of god amen let's go to question two because this is this is in the text as well he mentions it two times, at least in the three verses that you looked at, which is a very short passage. He wants us sure of eternal life. Why does God want us so sure of eternal life? I, I guess one of the questions I have was when I see such bold declarations and promises and guarantees, as he mentions. It seems to me that if I was God, and I'm glad I'm not, everyone's glad I'm not, but if I was God, that might be a risky thing to tell people, to say, listen, you have eternal life. It's guaranteed. The Holy Spirit is the stamp in your heart and your mind that you have eternal life and that your inheritance is waiting for you. And a question today is, why does God want that so sure in our minds? Why does he want it so sure and stamped in our minds that we are guaranteed an inheritance in Christ? Yeah, I, I think the answer to this question, and that this is an incredible question because as humans, we we think or we, 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 we would come to the conclusion that we could play around with that then. And that that means that I have the license to do what I want, yeah. or whatever. But you read the you read this passage and the pa the words that talk about that guarantee, which is uh, you know English word the the surety of our yeah. salvation. You know, even like I talk about Sunday, I, I mean, sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise, the redemption, the purchase, possession. You know, the guarantee, the guarantee of the inheritance. All of those words. I think you have to come to the conclusion then again that. This is something that only God can do. Yeah. Okay? Again, we're going to get to that in, in a couple of weeks, probably. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace are you saved by faith, mm -hmm. and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest yeah. any man could boast. Right. If I could boast about that and think, oh, this is what I do, that means that gives me the license to, to, to fool around or mess around with eternity, and then I could get it back, and then I could lose it, and then I could get it back. And it, it's, 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 it's not that at all. God does this. And I think in, in the mind of God, which obviously I have no clue other than what God, God's Word says, is that this also is a, is, is a question that the answer is focus, and that is, it makes us realize that only mm. God mm. can do that. And every day as I pray, every day as I read the scriptures, every day as I go through life, I better be thankful, incredibly yeah. thankful and blessed, but also focused then that, uh, you know, out of all of that, I mean, God God saved me, you know, yeah. <laughs> little Mel Walker, God, God saved me. And that's an amazing thing. And and to to realize that 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 gives me focus and and again passion in my life, and dedication in my life to realize that that God does that. And I think, as I said Sunday a little bit, it's 
it's a terrible thing to, to be torn up in your heart and not know for sure about eternity. Mm. And it breaks my heart that people are, are doing religious things and they don't know. 1 John 5, 13, you can know that you have eternal life. Yeah. I mean, go back to Ephesians 1. It's guaranteed. Yeah. It's purchased. And that, that, again, what it ought to do then is, is like, like everything else, is drive us back to him. Well, and God set, us, set up this system. Our salvation never comes and goes, even though the devil wants us to think it does. Our salvation is secure in Christ. But the assurance of that salvation can come and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By being near God, the assurance is high. Yeah. That's how God's designed it. If we're buying into God's system, if we're doing it God's way, our assurance and confidence is sky high. Yeah. When we're away from God, we know what those times are like. We're not feeling that assurance. We're not feeling that security. And that's the way he's designed it. Yeah. Because if we felt assurance and security away from God, we would stay there. Right. And he, he takes those things away from yeah. us to draw yeah. us back to him. James 3 says that confusion is is one of the results of putting the wrong kind of things yeah. in, our, in our mind, in our heart. And I think you're right. As we stay close to God, then God gives us the assurance. And, again, you know, of Romans, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That confidence, if we stay in his word, we stay close to him, he's going to give us that assurance. And that comes up to question number three. This ties in really well. Question three I have for us today is why is God's glory the catalyst for all good things? How is God glorified by blessing us? Because, again, that relationship is in Ephesians 2. God gets gloried glorified and we get blessed why why is god's glory the catalyst for our blessings yeah which which is a great question i think um yeah the, the word, word catalyst i think what that you used is 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 a great word and that is it's the it's the motivator it's the impetus it's the it's it's the it's the desire again it's the mo it's the motivation to glorify god and and like like we said before, it's to be a part of something grand, to mm. be a part of something that's eternal, to be a part of something that God, that God is. I, I mean, I, I love I, Isaiah six. You know, in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. You know, his train filled the temple. It says there, and the earth was filled with His glory. Yeah. And the truth of it is, the earth is filled with His glory. Look around Romans one, but look around in creation. You cannot help. But um, but see the hand of God. That's why Ecclesiastes. I talked mm. a little bit about this Sunday. Ecclesiastes says he's put eternity in our in the mm. hearts of men, and that is you realize you look out you you, you look out and, and you see God. You look in you see God. You look down and you see God and you see the see the hand of God, and so you realize you you cannot help but come, and I know people do, but you cannot help to come to the conclusion that all of this is is about. God, yeah, and then you realize, okay, I'm a part of that. that mm. That's 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 a cool thing mm. to realize that I'm a part of what God's doing. I'm a part of what God's doing for all of eternity, and in someday in eternity, I'm going to stand before God, and God's God's going to bless me. I mean, the crowns, the rewards for living for Him, and all those, you know, for all of eternity. And and let me suggest, when that happens, when we stand before an Almighty God, and 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 Jesus Christ is our judge, and and He says, uh, He He says. You know that the only the only criteria is 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 Mel. Do you do you know me? Are you in me? And that the Bible teaches that God that Christ is going to give us rewards for living for Him. Let mm -hmm. me suggest that the only thing possible, and this is this is like a Melism, but I'm like, who's kidding who, Lord? 
Let me, the only way possible is to give them back to him and yeah. say, God, this, this is all for you. This yeah. is all for you for what he's done. Yeah. And I think that's a practical thing because I, I hope, I really, really do. I hope that I live my life saying, uh, I'm this, this sounds like I'm, 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 I'm kind of lightening it up, but I don't mean to do that at all. I mean, like, who's kidding who? God, my whole life is for you. Mm. I don't want it to be about Mel. I don't want it to be about, about my, you know, about my petty little world. I, I, the only thing possible is to live for you. And we're told that in our soul. Our soul has been created by God. It's, it's, it's most at peace when we are living for the glory of God. I, I know what that's like. I, I've had the relationship with God that you had as well. I had a time away from God, and I was at turmoil in, inwardly. Yep. And I'd, I've had times close to God, and that's when I'm at peace inwardly. And that's, again, that's how God designed it. And it's interesting that God's glory works best for us. And it's growing up, you know, with parents, my dad being right here, your, your parents would ask you to do chores. And the chores were things you didn't want to do, but your parents demanded that you do it. Your happiness was in the things that you liked, and they wanted you to do things that didn't make you happy. That's not what we're talking about here. No. God has designed us for his glory. God has designed us for his will. And he tells us scripturally that when we buy into his system, we're the most happy. We're the most at peace. We're the most secure, most joyful creatures we could be. And when we're living for God's glory, we get it. Everything makes sense. Because if you give someone a blessing, and that's the word Paul brings up a lot, blessing, blessing is a gift. When God draws you by his love, you obviously you finally come to the conclusion, why would I ever leave? Why would I ever leave? God is the one who cares for me the most, who blesses me the most. His glory is home. Yeah. It's home. Yeah. It's like being home. Remember the comforts of home. When, the, when you get home, you kick your shoes off. You're more comfortable than you are at work. That's God's glory. And the devil has made God's glory kind of this icky, conflicted thing with our happiness. It's wrong. Right. Exactly. His glory is, is, the, is the purpose of my life and it, it makes me the happiest most content creature I can be and if I know myself by nature as a sinful wicked creature and I get good things from God how can I ever steal glory amen. from yeah, that amen. I can only return yeah. glory saying God there's not a chance yeah, yeah Paul I did this. concludes chapter 14 the, the same way that we ought to conclude this in our lives today to the praise of his mm. glory amen and, uh, yeah, that brings us focus, that brings us passion, that brings us fulfillment, and that brings us happiness to realize that this is all, all for him. And, uh, yeah, like, to, like Apostle Paul said, to the praise of his glory. Amen. Well, I hope we can start to see the relationship of God's glory in our uh, treasures and our purpose because that's the point, I think, of what Ephesians is getting at, this first chapter, is to remove the conflict, to remove the conflict that we want happiness but we have to live for God's glory. No. God's glory is our happiness. Amen. And if we can see that, we will start striving after everything that gives God glory because that makes us the most fulfilled we could possibly be. And that's really what we're talking about here in the deep end. Pastor Mel, I want to thank you for your thoughts. Thank you for joining me today. Sure. Everyone thank else, thank you for listening. We hope this is a blessing to your soul. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.